0: On the plus side, my Illustrator skills have got really good thanks to. uh, That's good. Thanks to making all these, these labels. I had six of them to do. For new beers and, um, two footy club releases.
1: Footy club, what are they doing?
0: Well, local footy clubs. We're we're selling to them. We're selling them just the Eagle Ale, with club branding. Yep.
1: So nice. All right, that's kind of clever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Boysdale, um, don't know whether we got, to, yeah, we went through Boysdale at one point. You know, it's that town that's just essentially a main street, and that's it. You might not remember yeah. it, it was on the way to the Blue Pools.
1: We, we might, I, I mean, yeah, we went through a few little towns, and I, I thought they were all, you know, charming and in, in their own way. Yep.
0: Um, so, um, we, um, We're doing a beer for them. We're doing 50 slabs for them. So that's 15 times 24. And we're doing a similar amount for the Mowie Football Club. And we've got a couple of others lined up for the next canning date. So it's not a bad way to white label them.
1: Look at my bomb pastrami sandwich I had on Sunday. It's in fucking rock. Where am I looking in the dock? It's in the dark, yeah.
0: In the dock. That is killer. Yeah, it was good. He's really killer. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It's another episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. Back to back weeks, my God, we only did it for like seventy-five weeks in a row, and now getting two weeks in a row is a damn achievement. Um, but hey, we're doing better than some podcasts, am I right, Tony? I think we're I think we're way ahead of maybe some <laughs> other podcasts from Las Vegas, eh?
0: Yeah, yeah, we're doing better than five hundred by midnight, that's for sure.
1: In Las Vegas, I said in oh, Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, not Minnesota. We're not in Minnesota. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I am in Australia, and I'm I'm on every one of those shows, even the Brian Solo shows. I'm there to record.
1: It'd be funny if you were on 500 by midnight too, and we didn't know yeah. this some sort of long, 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 long con. Um, how many episodes are they on? Now? Are they still Are they still at
0: it? I have no idea. That was that was a big pull from me. Um, I think they're still going, but I, I'm not really sure. Nine
1: hundred. They just recorded. They just released episode nine hundred and nine, Tony. Man. So I mean, they've passed. They they've barely, they maybe barely passed Brian at this point.
0: <laughs> no, I think the original show made it to over nine hundred.
1: So they, you did okay.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure whether they have passed us yet.
1: Well, let's go through the bullet points while we're at it. If I'm going to open the website, we're going to go through the, the 500 bullets. This is always a classic. Um, Travis Kelsey opener. Now, what does that mean? Nobody knows. Um, become a 500 patron. Get bonus stuff. Don't want to think about how many patrons they have. Uh, Venetian poker room move is official. Now, who, who is entertained by that? Wow, they moved it from over here to over there. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Uh Ga- Game of Thrones Dragons Update. Bruno adds dates. I'm guessing they mean Bruno Bruno Mars. Yeah. Gaga return likely. Okay, so Lady Gaga will come back. Kelly saw Lady Gaga here. She said very good. Um Terry Fader. The latest Terry Fader news is, is included Fader? in this show. Terry Fader oh, you don't know who that is? No. I'm sure I'm sure Brian would tell you all about him. Um, he is a, uh, he's a Jeff Dunham type puppet, uh, Uh, puppet guy, but he, he, he won America's Got Talent. Um, and he was at the Mirage, I think, but I do believe he is now at the New York, New York, and I think he may be getting downsized even to the Luxor. Um, uh, and then everything else he says, uh, is unintelligible. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what the right. not here, look, I'm just looking through some. Well, here's one nacho daddy moves. Oh shit. They moved nacho daddy. This is so fucked. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what's going on with this, but thank God I never got into this. Uh, I could have been a totally different person, Tony. Yep. If I had, if I had been looking for Vegas podcasts in 2009 and, and said, eh, I think I'll go with this five hundy. <laughs> Who knows what I would be now? you know it's hard to think about. it is. Maybe either more industrious, less industrious, hard to tell. Um, but either way, I think worse. Uh, I, I didn't check what they're getting on their patreon. Um, now I now I do know we've been earning buku bucks uh, via our uh, trip trip fund for Tony. Bring Tony back to the states uh, for uh, Beer Engine PodCon, of course, this fall. Uh, so you know we're we're in the black at least. We're up, we're you know we're up over three three digits. Um, yep. And I, I'm sure that we're blowing 500 out of the water. And Tony being in the black and having three digits, it almost makes me wonder: Are we currently based purely on technicality uh, potentially more um, wealthy than? Alex Jones and Donald Trump, who I believe are technically um, very much in the red. I'm glad you said technically
0: because are we more solvent than them? Probably in both cases. Yeah. Are we richer than them? Absolutely no way. That is not at all possible. How, you may ask? Well, when Alex Jones has... I think monthly running costs in his personal life, of, I think it's around $50,000 a month. We're not as rich as Alex Jones, even though he is a bankrupt.
1: This is $50,000.
0: Yes. (laughs) This is the warped system that we live in in the West. It's not unique to America. There are so many people that have been declared bankrupt that can somehow manage to um, work their way. Um, work the system, not work that way, work the system and continue to main, maintain a lifestyle, get a yeah. bankrupt. You look at Trump's first bankruptcy, that was a guy that um, he, he basically didn't change anything. Maybe he took a few less private jet flights, but that was about sure. it. Um Alex Jones, I don't think it's changed anything. It has made his life an inconvenience. I will tell you, he's missing a lot of shows to deal with this bankruptcy and all the hearings around <laughs> it, uh, and that, that's a positive.
1: Sure. But, sure, yeah, I guess it's a positive, whatever. Yep. Yeah,
0: but the, these are things that are on paper. You, more than anybody, understand that what goes down on paper doesn't necessarily mean it has real-world implications.
1: No, of course. Trump isn't giving up the jet. None of that shit. It's all made up. But um, the uh, the the Simpsons really gave us a, f- a false uh, view of what bankruptcy is like. You remember the episode where, where Krusty uh, yes. gets all his assets seized by the IRS or whatever? I feel like we, we got a perspective of what that would look like that was totally made up. I mean, I know that everybody's yellow and it's the Simpsons, but uh,
0: I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there are some bankrupts that um, that is genuinely the case, but it it depends which stratosphere you're in. If you're in a stratosphere like Trump and, and Jones and even like a, a board director for a lot of corporations, not even, sure. I'm not talking fortune 500s, but have, Forty or fifty people underneath them, they can tend mm-hmm. to survive. But if you got five right. or six employees and you go bust, for example, you're probably crusting it up because you're probably in a, you're probably being um, your landlord's probably Brian. No, um,
1: oh, yeah, that's a problem <laughs> for you right there.
0: You're probably eating Jack in the Box every meal because you're also working at Arby's. It, it depends you're, which stratosphere it's- of of wealth you're in to what in this scenario actually
1: means in this scenario you created your landlord this person who i assume I, you're talking about his landlord was brian he was also listening to brian and posting on brian's discord yes i'm talking <laughs> and, about rando Right and, yeah, and <laughs> watching uh um what was that guy uh, the uh, valley of the Dolls, or whatever the movie was with the women with all the massive hooters he's just yep. doing that all day yeah, and collecting um, his watches.
0: Wonder whether they're and an asset. That you could uh, could cash in all his cheap Casio watches. Well, not not cheap Casio watches. They're bangers, but he's three dollar Walmart watches.
1: Storage facility full of typewriters and and sure. um, com- comic books. Uh, not bad. Not bad, uh, Tony. I'm headed. I'm I'm back on my shit. Getting travelling again. Uh, so so we quote, actually will...
0: Willie Nelson, you're back on the road again.
1: Back on the road again, back in the air again. I'm taking the Taylor Swift private jet, of course, uh, first to San Diego. Uh, actually, uh, today, uh, as you listen to this, I'm, I could even be on, a, on one of Taylor Swift's finest Frontier, frontier Airlines jets uh, flying the 30 minutes over to, uh, to San Diego for a little bit of fun and games might check out a couple of new breweries out there, Tony, there's, there's a couple I've been wanting to hunt down here.
0: I was going to uh, ask you about called- that. Yeah. Um, how many breweries do you plan on hitting up and give me a rundown of these new ones? I'm always excited to sort of, I know you haven't been there, but I'm excited to
1: okay. hear the marketing So One spear. I'm trying, one I'm trying to get at is called goal, goal X. I think they're technically just called goal, but they, they they're written everywhere. as goal X. Um, they were founded by the guy who founded Moxa. Yep. Uh, and um, they're doing, you know, sort of your mix of uh, haze and West Coast and probably some sugar stout. And I'd be interested in getting my eyes on that. I like Moxa. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not afraid of some sweet stout, so I, I, would get, I would get involved with a little bit of that. Um, the other one I wanted to check out that I think has been around a little longer, but I haven't. To you is called Seek, S E E K Seek Beer Co. Um, actually, it is pretty new, and these guys have uh, a nice mix of the types of beers that that we like. So they're doing they're doing your lager and uh, clear IPA, which I would absolutely love to to get down with. So um, I think uh, I think we'll be seeing them. Those are the new ones I'll hit, and then I'll have to get back over to North Park. North Park's one that I always love going to uh, and burgeon if I find the time.
0: Now, just uh, out of interest, killers. I tried to, um, Google seek beer Co and it did come up, um, on the side of the Google results, but the, at least the first 10 results were about, um, a website in Australia, which is our major, uh, employment website, which is called seek.com.au.
1: Okay, sure. I get, uh, I get, what I get, I get that. Yeah.
0: And, uh, it, the the 10 listings are all about indus, uh, beer, beer industry jobs. So Your Mate's Brewing has some jobs available. Uh, Mountain Culture okay. has some jobs available on Seek.
1: Nice. All right. Maybe that's something you should get into, huh, Tony? Time yeah. to leave MAFRA behind. <laughs> MAFCO, sorry about you. I'm headed over to the Big Dogs up at Mountain Culture.
0: Well, there are 99 beer jobs found in Melbourne, Victoria.
1: Okay. Yeah, what's any good ones there?
0: uh, Production brewer at Brick Lane Brewer Brewing. Um, Okay. uh, Mobile canning, East Coast canning. We don't use East Coast canning. We use pack can. Hmm. A lot of sales reps and Hmm. a lot of like. Yeah. Bar manager roles. Um,
1: That sales rep job is a tough job. Yeah.
0: A lot it's of account a, managers, a, bar managers, uh, recruitment consultant, sales consultant. So okay. it's a stretch to call them craft um, brewing jobs.
1: You're not brewing. You're just you're just getting you're just in the brewery. You're just you're just working. Well, for the
0: yeah, brewing. and yeah. a lot of these don't even. They're more pubs and like venue shifts. Right. Shift supervisor at the Orang Hotel.
1: Okay, uh, now Tony. I'm uh, I'm excited for these two new ones. North Park Burgeon, obviously good. You know where I haven't been in a while that I think I'm gonna try to get back to this trip uh, even if I, it means I miss out on Burgeon is uh, is pizza port. I have not hit pizza port and it feels like a year to actually experience the pizza port vibe. I buy pizza port beer all the time. Not a problem. Always okay. getting my hand on that. but um, I would like to get I'd like to get back into a pizza port and eat some pizza. And drink some of that delicious beer. That that place rocks. Um, anyone going to San Diego, you got to go to Pizza Port. You can't miss it.
0: Sounds excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a brewery that I've got to say it's one of my Halo breweries that um, I haven't managed to get to yet because um, that in the early home brewing books, believe it or not, Pizza Port were in those books.
1: Yeah, they well, they I, I remember seeing those too in the early ones to make making swamis. You know, yeah um but good news you know when when we get out here we're we're gonna go to san diego we're gonna go to pizza port it's gonna rock
0: sounds like a plan i'm all up for that
1: now after i go to san diego i come back for like 12 hours and then i'm going to chicago um where i have to go to work which sucks Boo! but i am hopefully with some of our friends here gonna hit up old irving which is a classic a new classic in Chicago. One I haven't been to in a while.
0: One that you but, haven't uh, mentioned on this show. So tell tell me about it.
1: Old Irving's great. Uh, they were founded under some inauspicious, um, situation where one of their founders was a very famous chef in Chicago who, uh, uh boy, unfortunately he, 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 um, was suffering and he did uh, kill himself in the brewery. And, uh,
0: Yikes. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, he,
1: he was running a Michelin-starred kitchen. He was a very advanced molecular gastronomy gastronomy type place. Um, and then uh, offed himself in the brewery he was building with a, a kind of a local beer personality, a guy named Trevor. And um, so then they were kind of left to pick up the pieces. They still had the facility. The, the idea was going to be that it was very culinary-focused, very culinary, culinarily-driven brewery. They kind of refocused uh, to more of a, I think, straightforward um, American brewery. They're making, you know, uh, the Kolsch IPA, uh, barrel-aged stout, barrel-aged beers. Um, pretty pretty straight down the middle, but delicious beers, like always on point. Their IPA, their they're clear and hazy beer, great. Their lagers are killer. Um, they're making some of the best barrel-age in town now. Um, and their food is actually, despite... Everything that happened, they're kind of doing more straight down the middle, high end bar food, um, but it fucking rocks. <laughs> they have some of the best beer food, like brewery food, in the um, in the whole city. So, uh, and also they're conveniently located about ten minutes from O'Hare, which is awesome. So, uh, I'm excited to go back. I haven't been there in a while, but their food rocks. Um, really good place. But yeah, had a weird. It was a tough start for those guys. I felt we, everybody was really feeling for those guys. It was tough. And then once I got going, they, um, they took off, they got going. They, they've been really good since. So, um, old yeah. Old ring is an interesting place. I, I recommend it if, for those of you who are, uh, finding your way to Chicago anytime soon, but yeah, so I'm going to hit them. Uh, don't know about any other breweries. Once I get out to the suburbs, it, I will be in Oakbrook. So maybe I'll get lucky and find some time for phase three or more or lunar. But um, I am also planning on uh, hitting up the Bavarian Lodge while I'm out there too. So let's see if I can pull that off. Love me uh, some
0: Bavarian Lodge. Now,
1: yeah.
0: um, are you picking up any beers that have been mm-hmm. kept for you? And if so, what what's a highlight out of that lot? Because I know there'll be more than one beer that you'll be
1: picking up. No, nah, I got my the VSOR selection.
0: Oh, VSOR selection and then he dropped people. Um. Just hold with us. Hold tight. This is going smoother than the TAI recording. Trust me.
1: Yep. So VSR Select is the thing that I think I'm most excited about getting. It would be the you know Rev special barrel, very special old railway. Hoping to hoping that kit uh is solid. I did just get. Hold on. Grab it here. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> he's got to reach over
0: right? to his fridge it is. Way from yep. the mine. no it's
1: it's. Uh, I actually had bought this beer um, from Chicago and also from got a can post was posted up on Tavor so I got an extra can of it it's the uh, Revolution Half Acre collaboration the on and on part three double barrel aged stout so I'm I'm getting two more cans of this so I'm excited about that that's going to be a win um, I also have. Uh, I also got a Goose Island beer that I was surprised I allowed myself to buy. <laughs> um, it was a collaboration they did with Moore, um, which is a uh, yeah, the Tuscan Feather Rye. I think double barrel aged barley wine collaboration with Goose Island, aged eighteen months in Elijah Craig rye and finished in freshly dumped Elijah Craig rye barrels for an additional. 10 months. I think that's what I got. That is um, excellent. Yeah, I think I, that's cool.
0: Like they know what they're doing when it comes to one very specific beer style. And that specific <laughs> beer style is that exact thing. I don't think yeah. they'll mess it up.
1: Well, and I think More I think More is really good at this stuff too. So I think they'll make sure that 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 hits. So I'm excited for that one too. And I'm sure I have a couple other things. I'm going to do my best to get my hands on a little more Ryeway and Straightjacket because it's just nice to have those in the uh, in the access pile if I want one. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I think I'll be picking up a little bit of that too. But I'm actually riding a little high right now with with my beer count. I because I just got the Tavor shipment in a few days ago, so I'm maybe uh, a little stacked right now on my new bookshelf I have next to me. Uh, probably need to. Um, you know, be careful with how how much I stuff the duffel bag full of <laughs> crap. So we'll see. Uh, listen, you get it, Tony. You just said you bought some beer. You were hey, You're, you're sitting it. on beer too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: you have to make choices. I I made you choices do. not to miss any of the Behemoth or the deeds or anything else I jammed in my my bag this morning. Actually, I think it was mainly just deeds and Behemoth.
1: Yeah, Behemoth. Yeah, uh, who's that? Who makes that?
0: Uh, I think they're their own brewery. Okay. Behemoth I thought Brewing. of the
1: barrel age, barrel age behemoth from uh, Three Floyds, different beer.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh well. Yeah. Leave it with me. I'll get back to you where they're from in
1: Australia. All right. Well, Tony, I had a fun, we had a fun beer event last week. Uh, we had the Silver Stamps anniversary party. Happy birthday! Which was it? At- yeah it was a scene it was a scene um it was all it also coincided with the day that russian river was officially released re-released in las vegas so uh that day the silver stamps anniversary day was the day we got russian river back here in vegas it was a huge day uh they had it so. Silver stamp had Pliny on draft, and this draft list—I mean, I thought this draft list was just flat out bonkers. I don't know if you looked through it at all, Tony, but no, I haven't. Um, I will uh, listen. I'm not going to recite it to you, but I'll read off some of the.
0: Just give me the highlights. Some of the. Hi-
1: I'll give you the highlights. Don't worry. Uh, let's pull it up here. Um, so we had uh, a wooden cask full of uh, Hellas uh, – hellus from uh, OEC in Connecticut. We had De La Senne uh, Taris Bulba, if you've ever had that, the, the light Belgian pale from De La, Sain, De La Uh We had beers from Cellador, uh, which is a sour uh, farmhouse brewery out in California. We had uh, modern times Mega Devil's Teeth with coconut, Imperial Stout Asian Bourbon Barrels with coconut. You know I was into that. Uh, we had West Mala Double. We had Pliny the Elder on draft, nice. kegged two days before. <laughs> uh, we had Ode Beersle Lambique. We had the speech a Beechwood Silver Stamp collaboration with uh, Macintosh Apples, Chamomile, and Honey. I haven't tried that yet because I'm sort of afraid of the apples. Um, we started getting beers from Sante Adarius, which is amazing. They're a uh, farmhouse brewery up in the Oakland area. We had Monk's Cafe, uh, from uh, uh, direct from Belgium. That, that's made for a place in um, in Philadelphia, funny enough. Uh, and then we had uh, o Smog City Bourbon OE, which is a, a really great barley wine. Just a ton of great shit. Uh, we had si- uh, five different special pickled eggs for the event. Hell yeah, that's and what awesome.
0: What your favorite pickled egg?
1: Oh, man, it's got to be the, um, oh, man. I, I think it was the uh, the one with mi- miso, seaweed, ginger, and a splash of soy, the omiyotsuke. Uh
0: Oh, here we go, people. Connection issues. This time, this is my fault, this connection issue.
1: It was responsible and only stayed a few hours. Um, we did have people there who stayed all 12
0: hours.
1: (laughs) I don't know how you make it through that. I don't think I can handle that, but, uh, good for them. It was a, it was a good party. So, uh, they had a food truck, best food. One of my favorite food trucks in town now is doing just, uh, they do Mariscos. So like, uh, Mexican seafood. So they have ceviches and little tacos with like octopus and stuff in them. They're absolutely delicious. Really killer. So that was a nice, that was a nice one, Tony. Good times.
0: Yep, sounds sounds like it was a hell of a hell of a time, and it sounds like you could have stayed there all day, or you could have been responsible like you were, and and left mm-hmm. in reasonable nick and enjoyed your your afternoon or evening.
1: Nah, we went in the evening. We did like a five to five to nine shift. Yeah, like um, you
0: call it a shift.
1: Yeah, it's a shift. You got put in a shift. Um, sometimes on a Sunday you put in a solid, you know, six to seven, you know, hours you do, you do two to, you do two to seven, two to eight. Yep. Uh, sometimes on a Thursday, you gotta, you gotta cut out. You can't, you can't do that long. It's, you gotta work. You gotta, you gotta at least pretend to work the next day. Um, yeah, it was good. It was a good Vegas weekend, Tony. I, um, I, I had some silver stamp time and then I had some, some of that classic Vegas food hall time. And got the bet- some of the best pastrami, maybe the best pastrami sandwich I've had in Vegas, um, from the Durango Food Hall. Uh, highly recommend from Irv's Burgers. I took a picture of it and sent it to you here, Tony. Um, this kick-ass thin-sliced pastrami. They toss it on the griddle, get it like a little crispy, render some of that fat out, throw it on the buttered rye, like the grilled, griddled buttered rye with some hot mustard. Were we talking about then that the
0: other day? And- or was that on um, this ain't when when we were talking about Irv's burgers and the, the the new food hall? Might have been the other week. It might
1: have been. It very well could have been. Yeah, but I haven't been there yet. I didn't talk about I, been, this
0: pastrami. It wasn't until you mentioned that, that you got it from Irv's that um, I thought yeah. we'd, we'd spoken about it.
1: I I would I would have gotten a burger, but I feel like I'm spoiled by the other burgers in town. The one from Hard Hat and the one from Yukon uh, Yukon yep. Pizza. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this pastrami. I've been itching for a pastrami sandwich, and uh, I inhaled this fucking thing. It was really, really good. Um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get enough. I, I, I like the, like you know that you ever see the New York style pastrami sandwiches where they're like stacked up real high. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's great. They taste great, but they're so hard to eat. It's it's like impossible <laughs> to eat it. I really do like that. I appreciate this one where it's more like a griddled hot pastrami with the mustard where you can like, you can actually pick this up and bite it. Um, And also it's like $14, $15 cheaper than the cat's one. So there's that too. But um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this. I, I recommend herbs quite a bit. It was good. That whole food hall, man. It's, it's killer. I think it's also good. Food court, food hall. I don't care what you call it. Check out this sandwich. It's tasty. doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever.
0: Hey, as long as the food's tasty, that's all that matters at the end of the day. And it, uh, it seems like it sure as hell is pretty tasty.
1: Yeah, it's good. Tony, what about you? You been eating anything good? Eating on anything? Any good beers lately? I guess I, you'll tell me in the beers of the week. But
0: I, Not any great beers, but I did go out to Tanamba the other week. It um, mm-hmm. um, It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. We did similar thing to when you you and you went out there with Kelly. Um, yeah, We yeah. just ordered a whole bunch of stuff. Um, my old man had oysters, and I am um, trying to think what I had for entree. Oh, I had the quail. Uh, the quail nice. was delicious. That's good. Had yep. lamb shoulder as my main. Split that. Um,
1: nice. Yeah, lamb so, shoulder, huh?
0: Slow-braised um, or slow-roasted lamb shoulder. It was delicious.
1: Killer. Hey, I, I, I thought that place was great. I was a big fan of uh, Tanamba. I thought it was really good. Yep.
0: And we had the bread again, so, and you know how yeah, good bread the bread
1: is. Bread. Yeah, 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 it's good. Um, a lot of good bread in that country. You guys are doing good with bread.
0: Yeah. I, I, and the I damn say, croissant. It is disappointing yeah. when I go to America and there's never any great bread
1: I mean, we can find some, but you got to look for it. You got to hunt it down.
0: Yep. Oh, it's uh, not that you can't find any. It's just, uh, yeah, you really got to hunt for it.
1: Yeah, I was telling somebody about the veggie vegemite and uh, cheese croissant from that loon place. Yep, They're fucking good, dude. Um, <laughs> I want that? I want one of those. Yep. And it's one of those things I don't feel like I can make. I think I think that takes like years of perfection to be able to do that right. I agree. uh, I'm just not patient enough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, There are certain things that I feel like I've got um, a sort of handle on and I can, yeah, I can do that at home just with the right instruction. Pastry is not one of those things because I feel like there's a lot of um, sort of feel in your hands so that you've you've really got to have to sort of like, (laughs) there's a lot of skill that's memory that isn't something that you can write down.
1: A knowledge of the feel of it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know what it's going to be like. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's not for us, huh? Um, But you know what is for us is uh, getting people to post their beer pictures and whatever for us. And they can do that over on our Discord. So why don't we go look at them, huh? All right. Thanks to everybody for posting the Discord this week. If you want to post in the Discord, you can. Just go to our website. Uh, BeerEngineShow.com and click on the submarine controller, subway controllers, video game controller, Nintendo Switch controller, Nintendo Switch whole thing uh, at the bottom of the page, and it will give you an automatic, no, uh, no attached, no, no strings attached, uh, entry into our into our Discord. So, first thing. Uh, thank you to Nick for posting this meme of uh, Taylor uh, Taylor Swift. Well, I guess it's Taylor Swift. Tra- um, what the fuck's the guy's name? Travis Kelsey. <laughs> uh, uh, going. To, the idea here is he goes to Australia and he asks, where is the closest Aldi? Because he wants to buy some, what is this, Rivet Draft?
0: Yep. <laughs> this mm. is uh, Aldi's home brand.
1: That's some good shit. Sixteen ninety nine for how many is that, 12-pack? That's pretty cheap. Yep. Not bad. How is it, Tony? How is Rivet Draft? I
0: haven't tried it uh, because mm. the price is so cheap. I have been burnt by the LD Cheap Beer. They're, they're it's concerning in, when it's that cheap. great, but their Cheap Beer is a bit of an issue.
1: That doesn't surprise me. I uh, I believe you. Because it's truly market uh, no price.
0: It's kind of... I think I... You've you mentioned that yeah. um, it isn't great beer um, in America, um, LD beer. So um, it's not. It's probably a similar standard in Australia when it gets to that sort of beer.
1: Now, Tony, I used to go to when I was in my um, uh, not so much in my uh, uh, wealth, my wealth era, uh, which is what we'll call now <laughs> when I live in my townhome, rented townhome, and. Drive my little uh, hatchback, but in in less, uh, uh, I guess we'll say in 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 maybe uh, thinner times, I would buy a beer called Simpler Times. In fact, from Trader Joe's, yep. you could get a six pack of it for three ninety nine, and it felt it maybe it was four ninety nine because I think Natty Lights three ninety nine, so I think it was a little bit up from the cheapest beer you could buy, and it was made by like a craft-ish brewery in Wisconsin, and it just was not good. It wasn't good. Uh, Nope, didn't like it, but I would drink them, Uh, especially when it was (laughs) the summer. Kelly would be gone for the summers for work for the type of company she was working for. She was working for this company that did, like, summer student programs, and um, I would just be home, and I'd be like, well, I guess I'll have a simpler times and I'd be like damn this is not tasty I don't like this <laughs> I don't know what I was doing to myself eventually I made enough money that I could graduate to buying a single bomber of Ranger IPA that was my move the new Belgium uh, Ranger pre voodoo ranger era just v- ranger standard ranger type wow I know yeah I'm I'm a thousand years old they should just put me in a casket now <laughs> um uh uh, over to the beer chat. Uh, thank you to PMAC. You were right. The wooden cast beer was awesome, and the pickled eggs were awesome. I was happy to see that our friend Nick Torque made it over to Carwin to try the Hudson Valley Sour IPAs. He had the Glow Apple, the Tangerine and Grape Sour, the Entrené, uh Cranberry and Vanilla. Uh, all outstanding. Let me see what he's got here. Uh, well, first of all, this draft list is fire. Uh, that he that he's got here. I mean, you can see that he's got um. There's they've got Lost Serene on here. Yeah, there's tourists. some other shit on here that it looks good. Yeah, yeah Moon Dog <laughs> um,
0: Hop Nation. Yep. Uh, we didn't make it to. Hop uh, Nation. He also
1: had had this uh, Edward Lizard Hands Double IPA from Kings County. Seems very sweet after the two sours. Not surprising. <laughs> that, uh, that's believable to me. And then uh finished up with a couple uh, with a with a couple australian beers the uh, the comet hibiscus and lemongrass sour from three ravens. that sounds delicious yep. and a blood I am guessing that's blood orange plow, plum and passion fruit from Hop nation that's or,
0: cool. no, it could be blood plum
1: blood plum okay yep.
0: that's a style of plum that we have in Australia they're bright, not bright red they're dark, dark red
1: mm. So we had Max ask us a great question. Uh, He says, uh, real life brewery conundrum, you're leaving the area and you can only make one final visit to a single brewery in your city. Which one do you choose? For him, the easy choice was Human Robot, which puts out some of the best lager on the planet. Had the Bergenstrasse, a mildly sweet, bodied up Franconian lager, Ritual Herbs, one of their excellent pilsners, and a Munich Dunkel which drank like a liquid slice of pumpernickel. Don't think we're going to find beer like this in Savannah. Uh, it might be true. Good, good logger breweries like this are hard to dig up. Uh, wishing Max all the best on his move. But Tony, if you were getting uh, forced out of your city, what brewery would you go to? <laughs> I'm
0: going to go with uh Mefco.
1: Okay. Now what if they, what if they were hauling you out of Victoria, right? What if they were like, all right, Tony, okay. you're, your pensioner ass has is being forced <laughs> into a colony
0: in Queensland. In, uh,
1: in Queensland, or something. Now you yeah. have to, uh, so you get one, you get one day, one afternoon, to visit one of your favorite breweries anywhere in the in the entire state.
0: Oh, there are a couple of choices that spring to mind. Um, like I'm a sucker for deeds because you always get.
1: Good variety. Yeah, it's real good.
0: It is. But I also like just things done well in a single style. Also hard to pass up La Serene.
1: Yeah, that's a good one too.
0: But if I had to, it would actually be Molly Rose.
1: Wow, okay, yeah. What about yourself?
0: Uh, Not so much in, in, in Vegas. Let's go back to Chicago. Cause I know you get back there occasionally, but if you had to make that decision around your time in Chicago, what is it? And what would it have been?
1: Uh, it'd probably be half acre. I think it would probably be half acre. They yeah. just do too many things. Good. I think what it actually was when I left was Metro. <laughs> I think Metro was maybe the last brewer I went to. Yep. Um, but I think at this point it would probably be half acre. Um, and if it were Vegas, it would probably be Craft House. And I'm not even sure I would bother going to a brewery. If I were my last, I'd just go to the Stamp. I don't, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, I'd just skip it. Now, uh, uh, Tony, I, I posted this up from that I saw yesterday. I decided not to. Well, I don't have any more news on this, but I saw that mountain culture and Wildflower. Oh, there's going to be a mountain culture and wildflower rustic lager program.
0: That sounds excellent. Uh, knowing both, now that's of those exciting,
1: streams. isn't that? Yeah, I think that's going to be cool.
0: I actually think that's an area where wildflower could excel. We spoke that um, at least in a beer festival setting, their their beer somewhat failed yep. to live up to the 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 praise that it had been given. But I really think they're a brewery that um, could absolutely dominate a space like that
1: yeah I, I thought their beers were great but th- i can understand how in a beer festival setting they may get lost i think their beers were very subtle had a very subtle funk to them that would be uh lost uh especially in when, when you're getting punched with the um you know the tart more tart deeds or um yeah molly rose or uh, even la serene stuff which is just punchier
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm just trying to think of the other breweries that blew us away. There, there were some really, really punchy stuff. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's hard to find your niche in an area where everybody's trying to like hit home runs, and and you're just trying right. to like go for a ground, a grounded out single kind of thing. Be Ricky. Henderson. I
1: think. I think. Yeah, Wildflower was. Um... Doing like sort of rustic Saison, which is a very difficult thing to get a foothold on. But it <laughs> yes. tasted great. Uh, their food was incredible, too. Um, now, Max, speaking of farmhouse beer, uh, goes after some Suarez here. Um, here in his empty, seemingly empty house, drinking out of the Red Solo Club, uh, Rip Toby Keith. A uh, call to mind a killer farmhouse from Suarez. Funky and musty nose gives way to fresh hay, roses, apple, and pear. Yep, this sounds just right. Very lemony tasting. That sounds exactly um, in the in the Suarez style. So very cool. Uh, thanks for all those good beer posts, gang. Uh, very enjoyable. Now we also had a post over in the in the kitchen channel. Where you guys can post your food picks. I should have posted up my uh, pastrami pick here, and in fact, I could do it right now if I really wanted. Um, uh, let's see if I can do it.
0: You can do it.
1: Oh yeah, I can do it. Booyah, pastrami. Wow. Um,
0: Look at that live people. Well, I uh,
1: 24 hours ago, our friend Corey here was at the Taco Bell fitness course, which <laughs> it says commemorating the Great Flood of the night of 1993. Taco Bell foundation, which does no, it doesn't have any punctuation between it. So it just makes it sound like the, the, the taco bell foundation was flooded in 1993. (laughs) It's very strange, but, uh, yeah, they go to the taco bell fitness course there in St. Louis. Very cool. Uh, I, you know what, if they posted up a, a crunch wrap, uh, maybe a crunch wrap stand. I think I'd get behind that. Uh, have you seen some of the new Taco Bell items, Tony? While we're, while no, we're talking about Taco I have Bell. not
0: checked out the new Taco uh, Bell items because they're not available oh. in Australia. So, well, at, at least for a reasonable price, as Nick talk right. has explained. Um, well, then
1: we're, then we're going to do it real quick. We're going to, you know what? I know, I know that we don't have a tremendous amount of time, Yep. but we're, we're going to talk, we're going to talk through them right quick because I think, I think you should, uh, should hear these and you can, you can tell me what you think of these. So, uh, they're gonna. So first off, they have this cantina, cantina chicken menu. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> so they're gonna have a. Uh, okay, we have. Um, While you're
0: working that out, can I give people a recommendation? In fact, yeah, I am. Go <laughs> I'm going to recommend them that they check out. Um, I think it's called Food Insider on YouTube, and they do a breakdown between countries versions of fake fast food so for example they did burger king versus hungry jacks and they did australian kfc versus american kfc what items are different what items are the same um what ingredients are different uh and and what you get say in a okay. original Philip burger in both countries
1: i I have figured out what happened. Okay. okay. So here's here's your items. Uh, first off, the cheesy chicken crispinata. Uh, it is a uh, marinated chicken slow cooked with garlic, tomato, and onion combined with a blend of Monterey, pepper jack, cheddar, and mozzarella cheeses inside a crispy Taco Bell pastry dough. So it's like an empanada stuffed with chicken. Yep. Um, Kelly and I actually had this, and it was fine. Kind of had a buffalo chicken taste. It's very salty. Um, the next thing they have crispy chicken nuggets. You're going to have chick crispy chicken nuggets from Taco Bell, all white meat chicken marinated in spiced jalapeno buttermilk, breaded then fried. And you get two new sauces Bell sauce made with tomatoes, red chilies, onion, and garlic, or jalapeno honey mustard. You've got the cheesy street chalupas. This is a cheesy flatbread and a small tortilla. Uh, it's like m- mushed together with a blend of mozzarella and pepper jack. Oh, yeah, they're fried together. Then this is filled with the customer's choice of chicken or steak and finished with a, quote, flavorful sauce, unknown, and topped with a layer of diced onions and cilantro. Uh, okay.
0: I don't know. I'm going to for Taco Bell Chilupa. Sandra yeah, I would get in name. on that.
1: Yep. Yep. All, all three of these things, I think, are okay so far. Uh, now, here, now, here's where it gets interesting. The Mountain Dew Baja Blast Gelato. It's a gelato dessert infused with the tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Uh, yummy. See, you got I've the never cheesy... had
0: Mountain Dew Baja Blast, so I can't actually I mean, comment whether this would be good or not.
1: People love it. Uh, Kelly like, liked it, but I think now if she had one sip, she would go into diabetic shock. <laughs> um, the Cheesy Enchilada Dipping Taco. Um, this has got like a, Case um, vibe about it. So you've got a, uh, it's got slow roasted chicken and layered enchilada dipping sauce. You've got dulce dulce de leche cinnabon delights. So you got little cinnabon little ball thing like donuts um, with dulce de leche in them. Now here's where it gets really weird. Uh, the cheese it crunch wrap. Tony, you know what a cheese it is.
0: You know the the biscuits things, aren't they? they yeah, they're like the little crackers.
1: They're cheesy crackers. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this thing has people. A, you should have seen uh, that
0: I was doing hand signals. I was doing like Madonna Vogue yeah. in the end because I I could see the red box in my in my. This mind. has
1: a a cheese it sixteen times its normal size <laughs> inside a crunch wrap. Right? Do you ever see the crunch wrap where it's like the thing folded? Yeah.
0: It's a square. Right. of So t- instead of tortilla. having
1: the instead of having the hard tortilla in there it's one it's a big ass cheese it I'm down for this um, I think this sounds great Am I, I a gross individual for for, for wanting to try this No me, I mean you're only as gross as me so yes but <laughs> I mean Now then they have like a tahine or a menu oh. so tahine is like a spiced oh, I'm powder stuff Yep and so you have a tahine crunchy taco tahine twists and tahine strawberry freeze those actually all sound good
0: Tahini strawberry freeze sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Now you've got um, salt and straw, Portland-based ice cream company. Salt and straw, a great place. We'll be doing a uh, uh, ice cream, uh, an ice cream ta- taco take. Um, it's a chocolate taco made with waffle cones, cinnamon, ancho ice cream, dipped in chocolate, and topped with toasted brown rice. That fucking sounds delicious. Yep. Um, And I think that's it for now. Now, uh, I had seen some stuff with like a Mountain Dew Baja Blast pie, but I'm not sure that's actually hitting, um, this year. So we'll have to see if that actually makes its way out. But, um, that's some crazy shit. So I, I will absolutely get down on the new Taco Bell shits. I'm, I'm down with whatever, uh, I'm ready to live Moss, Tony. It's just the fact (laughs) of the matter. Uh, so, uh, oh, actually, one last thing on Discord. We had, um, thank you to Grammar Purist, said Crazy Beer Laws was a good segment.
0: Yeah, I, I like thank it. You. That that was fun. I don't know how we um, do it going forward, whether we just expand to Crazy Laws, Crazy Alcohol Laws, but, yeah, no, yeah. I enjoyed playing
1: that one. That was a good one. And uh, for he says, for a brief period of time, just recently, it was illegal for establishments in Alabama to sell premixed drinks. So, um, presumably that means they couldn't sell the R- RTDs, I would guess. Yeah, like I'm,
0: I'm guessing that's what he's yeah. he's talking about. Now, yeah. um, where do you stand on hot water versus non-alcoholic beer? If you're going to... This just popped into my head.
1: Um, I mean, to, do I have to pick one of the two? I, I guess I'd take the hot water.
0: Okay, it's not that you have to pick one of the two. When I say, what's your view, do you, like... <laughs>
1: I mean, neither of them really scratch the itch for me, I okay, guess, if I yeah. want to drink a beer. I I like the taste of hop water. I think it is a good tasting thing. I don't think it has... It doesn't give me anything reminiscent of drinking beer. Cool. And I feel a lot of the same way about every NA beer, right? Some of them taste good. Some of them don't. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I've heard the Guinness one is the closest thing of to, like, actually maybe making you feel like you're having something but I'm, I'm not crazy about guinness so i don't know what it would do for me personally yep um but yeah i like hop waters and get, i mean revolution gave me a whole six pack of my drink i they're tasty um yep uh it was it was do a they, nice uh, do they drink. scratch
0: an itch more like soda water rather than beer yeah or?
1: Yep. I, i'll drink one um I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll just have one, like, while I'm working. I'll just have a nice hop water. Ooh, it tastes good. I like hops. You know, they have a good taste. Um, or I'll have one, you know, right, I'll have one in, uh, just on days where I'm not drinking. I'll just have a hop water or soda, any soda water. It used to be just black cherry. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, it's all yep. fine to me. Yeah. Um, But, sure, I mean, I know I know people who get down with those, and I know they have more of a uh, they have less of the. They they give you they give you uh, that feeling like you're maybe having something fun. So I respect it, but it doesn't really do it for me. Sadly, put some vodka in that shit. Actually, probably would be good. But some gin, a hop water with gin would probably be good, and some lime.
0: Yep, that that does sound good. Wonder what sort yeah, I mean, of gin you would go with. Suppose you're matching the hops that they're using.
1: Yeah, you need something with some like spice to it, right? Maybe. Uh, yep. Depending, I guess, if they use citra, you might want something that's a little more botanical in nature to kind of counterbalance all that sweet citrus flavor. Who knows, Tony? <laughs> um, all right, that's all the Discord stuff. Why don't we do the logger of the week? Griffs logger of the week.
0: Griffs Lager. of the
1: week. It's an easy one for me this week, Tony. I got to go with the Russian river that we just got. It's the STS (coughs) pills. Oh God. (laughs) It's trying Um, to kill him. STS pills. STS is the airport code for Santa Rosa. It is by Russian river. Ah. Um, is a classic German style Pilsner dry hopped, uh, with a small amount of European hops, uh, hop forward with a firm malt foundation, and a dry, bitter finish. I think it's really tasty. Very clean finish. Very easy to drink. Very uh, highly drinkable. Uh, now comes in a can. I used to remember it only in those Euro bottles that they sell everything else in. But now they're canning STS and Velvet Glow. I like Velvet Glow, Velvet Glow too. But uh, STS is the uh, is the winner for me. Big big ups to STS. You'll uh, Tony. What do you think the rating is on STS Russian Rivers Pills?
0: Uh. 4.01.
1: Probably I had high. to ask you this because I thought you'd be blown away. It's three point three point six six. <laughs> fucking the lager night.
0: slander continues.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's wild. Tony, how about you? How about some lager for you?
0: Uh, simple one. Uh, Masco Eagle Ale. Um, just cracked it last night. Was doing a whole bunch of work on the labels and it just hit the spot on a day that we hit 36 degrees Celsius. Wow! Yeah, we that's wild. Yeah, we hardly had any summer this year, but it's all come in in February uh, and probably push into March a bit more.
1: Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like. I thought the eagle ale was good, tasty.
0: Yep, and it's a beer yeah, it's that we're cleaner. selling to the footy clubs, so that that shows you the standard of that beer and the consistency that we've been able to get around it.
1: Pour some pour some aperol in there. Or uh, whatever.
0: I've done that. I've done that a lot. Some most people (laughs) not blown away by it, but there are a couple. Shout out to Annie, who's a big fan of it as well.
1: Yeah, Uh, delicious. Yeah. All right, Tony. Let's do the beers of the week. All right, Tony, what you got? Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll okay. let you go first. Fine, I'll go first. I'm going to go with, um, you know what? It's a pretty simple one, but I loved it. It was the called The Queen of the Season by Sante Adarius. I uh, had this at the anniversary party. It's a simple yet complex Saison age in French oak foders. Uh, it is, got, yeah, balanced acidity, acidity, solid funk, no, uh, no adjuncts, just... Straight up, delicious farmhouse sale, Saison. No, know, uh, I'm it a was fan fantastic. Of that. Yep, 6.4%. Yummy, yummy. Uh, a plus, this was just killer. I'm so happy we're going to have these guys uh, in town. These are, these are the side project of the West. We're, we're very lucky if we can get these guys uh, coming in here frequently. Yep. Um, How about you, Tony?
0: I'm going to go... Uh, okay one second let me find it it's the peanut butter imperial stout from deeds um i have it every year it comes out it's always consistent always delicious Uh, in the big 440 mil cans a i know it's early to be having a stout but it drinks more like a dessert um you've had a peanut butter stout they're delicious for a reason um I'm a big fan of it. I think it's one of – it's up there in Australia's top two peanut butter stouts that I've had. The other one, Bad Shepherd, do a great peanut butter stout (laughs) that I enjoy. Uh, But, Deed's peanut butter imperial stout.
1: Sometimes the peanut butter doesn't always hit for me. Um, I get – sometimes it really works and they nail it. Sometimes it tastes too powdery. I get all that PB2 taste. I get the powder flavor. I kind
0: of enjoy that weirdness, though, but that's just Yeah,
1: that's all right. That's all right. Um, I I would absolutely get down on a Deeds peanut butter stout, and you wouldn't have to tell me twice. So, sounds excellent. Good stuff, Tony. I, I need to get uh, into my stout game here because uh, I, I have a bunch coming to me from uh, from Chicago, and I just got a whole shitload from Tavor. So, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to get to work here. Uh, that said, I think now it is time to jump into hyper beer nerd, dork shit news. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. All right. I, I got some stuff here. This, this was sort of interesting to me. Uh, so this is from good beer hunting, uh, which I'm always kind of lukewarm on, but, uh, this is called lost dog. Lagunitas tries to find itself after leadership turnover and sales slumps. So, uh, what this article goes through, it's a good one to read through is, uh, that their, their flagship IPA is one of the best selling, if not the best selling draft brand of the style. It's one of the best in retail. Um, but they have been down quite a bit, uh, down 11% in chain down 15% with a little something, something. And, um, their production volumes are dropping all this stuff. They've got some new sales directors. They're dealing with some culture problems, all this stuff. But why did I think this is interesting? Well, within this article, and I got to find the specific, uh, chunk here is, uh, well, they talk about how Loganitas has sort of, uh, floundered a bit from its, uh, core. So they've, They need to get back and focus on. All right, let's get the flagships out the door. We got to be selling. We got to sell IPA. We got to sell a little something, something. We got to sell. We got to move the classics.
0: Yeah, because that's what that brewery was was made on. They weren't a brewery that you bought um, limited editions. You bought brown sugar. You bought little something, something. Um, You you bought the the staples that they had in their rotation. The big boys,
1: right. And uh, they talk about unforced errors here. So uh, they uh, launched this disorderly tea house hard tea brand with a four million dollar in marketing uh, spend, uh, and pulled it back to limited distribution lately because it didn't it didn't make enough moves. Um, they're going through a brand refresh now, and I think they're just trying to focus kind of the the flagship IPA, the flagship brands, and get them get them moving again, right? Yep. Uh, oh they're also doing good on hop water too. So there's that. Now the problem with hop water is uh, it has 43% market share of hop water but there's just not that's not making the money that beer
0: yeah. makes. It's not 43% turning 43% of turn... 0.1% of the market is still <laughs> zero zero zero. Right, right, 0.4, right. 43 right, of a market.
1: Right, yeah, right, yeah. So then I go to this thing from good beer hunting. I mean presumably by the same people. And, uh, this article that, or this podcast that we're doing that says, uh, and I didn't listen to the podcast. Don't, don't blame me for this. And it's called, it's from a podcast called the gist. And it says, if we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times, beverage companies are going to have to expand their offerings, not just to grow, but to survive at all. In this episode, of the gist sightlines reporter, Kurt Capernaut joins me, Beth Demon, to take a big look at 2023 and what the numbers mean for 2024 and why diversification is the word of the year. Now, hold on. We just <laughs> looked at this story. Written where, by? Written by her, written by the same lady, Cain not? We have this brewery that seems to have spread itself too thin. They have made too many products. They are having a hard time focusing on all these different products. They can't sell them all. Um, they don't have the sales um, capability to move all this different product. How can we be in both sides of this. Right. And I'm not saying, I'm not even saying that I'm not just calling this person out. She's, she's very good. Cape Renaud's one of the best beer writers in the country. Um, I don't think necessarily those two things are totally um, disparate. Right. I think that it's very difficult for small beverage companies, for smaller beer companies. I think there's another route to this, right? You want to be a big company and you're going to have a lot of product. Fine. Whatever. But we've seen a lot of success stories lately with, with hyper focused breweries. Right. Yes. That aren't doing that are not diversifying even in beer. They're making sort of their type of beer. They're making it really, really well. They're packaging and branding it really, really well. They have their sales team focused on one goal and and they move it. Right. Now,
0: I, I find something like this really interesting because I I don't know, necessarily think they're wrong talking about the industry as a whole. But the problem you have with talking about an industry as diverse as brewing, very rarely um, they're like cases. Around and even the places they're talking about that need to diversify, that aren't hyper-focused breweries like you're talking about, that just focus in on on their style and do their vibe thing and are thriving on that, their cases are not always the same. While it's a generally good idea if you are a generic middle market brewery to diversify, giving the lending situation and the – the tap room that you may be in or the market that you may be in, it's not always applicable. And for most cases, these market outlooks are are talking about a business that doesn't exist, if that makes sense. It's talking about a theoretical business that, yes, you should because this is what the consumer wants. But in actual reality, even though the consumer wants this, you may not be able to be able to produce what the consumer wants and you may not be able to meet those market demands right. as, as as well as um, doing your own thing and hyper-focusing or just focusing or just beating to your own drum, suiting the market that you're in, um, where factors that this theoretical business doesn't have to deal with.
1: I think you have to diversify if you have too big of shit. I think that's part of it, right? If you can't fill your tanks with shit, yep, um, you're, and you you expanded too fast. You're going to have to find a way to make something else. Yep. Um, and I think that is uh, more of a factor of growing a bit out of control than um, managing your... This is something we've talked about a lot on the show. You, some, some of these companies are doing a good job of managing their growth in such a way uh, that feels responsible They're saying, you know, what's important to me about this business, you know, Uh, versus saying I have to grow. If I don't grow faster than is even possible and get bought by Miller, what was even the point, (laughs) you know, and uh, you got to find you got to find a way to grow in a responsible way that you have something if you have 10 products you need to be able to fill those tanks and make enough of those 10 products. You shouldn't be making products out of desperation. I think that's dangerous.
0: Yes. Because I agree.
1: what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to desperately make something that maybe nobody's going to like or want. Uh, whereas if you do it a little more um, uh, uh, in more of a thoughtful way and you, ha- you allow yourself the time to develop a pro- thing people might like, you will probably end up in a better place. But um it seems like it seems like that diversification thing is a little bit more of a oh, oh shit we're panicking, we have to make some new stuff we got to make tea you know yeah and by the way I had the loganitis disorderly tea house and it's fucking good yeah uh, it's too bad they pulled it back or they couldn't sell it because it was really really tasty it it should have blown twisted teas fucking socks off yep uh, it's so much better than that
0: but. Hey, that, those are the realities of business where you you can you can have something mapped out and saying this this is the theoretical best game plan, but it's really not. It's about um, it's about actually understanding where each individual player is in the market and then acting upon that if if you're in that market because we've seen it go wrong so many times where breweries have just gone too hard too early. Um, good times. Yeah. Great example of a brewery that diversified and then expanded and then um, <laughs> undersold their growth. If you know what I mean, or under underperformed their growth. So I, I think that's an important factor that that people need to take into account is the long term outcome of yeah. a brewery and the potential pitfalls and. It's yep. always a balancing act. Breweries are not easy to stay in business. Look at the amount of breweries that, are, that have been in um, administration in Australia recently, and they're not small breweries. Some of those have got really diverse offerings. Some of those are more focused. It's almost like it's just yep. a hard industry to be in.
1: It is. It's tricky. Um, now, uh, speaking of very diverse breweries, I'm actually...
0: Oop. Hold with us, folks. Technical problems. My browser crashed. One, two,
1: three. All right. So, speaking of diversifying breweries, this is the Boston Beer Company. Maybe you've heard of these guys, and they make, uh, you know, they make Sam Adams, they make Truly, they make Twisted Tea. Um, but uh, boy, guess what? They're down by whatever eighteen percent or something. Sure. It looks like. Oh no, eight. Sorry, eighteen point one million loss in the fourth quarter. Four percent, not that bad, but still. Uh, And they told this CEO, their CEO, he said, hit the bricks, bitch. Uh, We're bringing in a new one. And they brought in this, uh, some other guy who who, you wouldn't know who he is, so who cares. And, um, uh, yeah, they they lost 18.1 million bucks in the fourth quarter. It was tough. Uh, They have declines in, oh, shit, they have declines in truly hard seltzer uh their fucking beer portfolio is dying. Oh yeah, they own Dogfish Head, I forgot. Yep. Dogfish Head. And they have some growth. Their growth has been in Twisted Tea, uh truly truly vodka sodas. I mean, come on, you can't make a vodka soda in your own house.
0: Whatever. No, but um, you remember how how popular um Bills is? That vodka soda, really? So.
1: These aren't that good though, Tony. They don't have cool pops. Bilson's is a pop company, is a soda company (laughs) that's adding vodka, and they're making kick-ass soda. Truly is a malt liquor company that doesn't make either of these things.
0: Uh,
1: Dogfish Head Canned Cocktails, that I'm interested in, actually. I would get down with a Dogfish Head Canned Cocktail. I bet that's good. Yep. And they're growing in the Sam Adams non-alcoholic offerings. I don't know about that. Okay, fine. Um, so they gave truly a refresh. Now I remember now truly, I I believe one year, one of the truly's did win the seltzer, Prize. some kind of pineapple truly or something or other. Yep. Um, now, uh, they talk about their new CEO and that's it. And then I don't care, but this is, uh, sort of an interesting thing. I, I don't know if this is a company that feels like to me, they will never get it back. Almost right. It feels like they need to, and this never happens in the U S by the way, Tony, no one ever does this. No one ever says like, well, we were a $2 billion company and now we aren't, you know, now we're like a $1 billion company and maybe that's okay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) nobody ever does that. They, they, everybody will fucking, uh, kill themselves and slaughter the whole business with the sole purpose of finding a way to be $2 billion again. They will say, "Fuck making a billion dollars. I'll never do that. That sucked. <laughs> I'm going. If I'm not making two billion dollars, I am useless." And that's what will ha- that. My prediction is that these guys will do that. It might take twenty five years for them to die off, but it'll happen. Or the or before that, they'll just get bought by some private equity and sucked for parts. Yep. Mean, I guess that's that. Uh, that's and that's sad to think about, right? Boston Beer Company, very influential beer company. Yes. Uh, in a lot of ways, right? I would even say in the, in like the Seltzer and the RTD stuff, you know, they've done all that stuff, been ahead of the curve on a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're, this is, this seems to me like, uh-oh, they're already dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. They just, I just don't see any of these companies having the foresight to say like, maybe we have to shift our mindset a little bit. There's just, that never happens. It never, ever happens. Yep. Yeah. So, rip. I would say... A, uh, this, uh, Boston beer company is suffering from the Wendy Williams disease or whatever, where they are, uh, probably slowly and very, uh, painfully to the people around them are going to just fall apart. (laughs) That Uh, is a great reference. I'm a big fan of that. (laughs) They just, it's just going to melt down. It's, it's going to be gone. So, yep. Uh, uh, if I'm wrong, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Uh, but I, I, just don't, I don't like the, I don't like the chances, Tony.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, right. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I, yeah. I do have that same fear that you do about Boston Beer Company. But by the same token, as influential as they are, there's nothing as iconic as, say, Sierra Nevada Pale, like Boston Beer no. Company. What's their most famous beer? Uh, Boston, Boston Lager. Lager. It's, it's fine. Yeah.
1: But it's, to it's, craft beer drinkers, there's nothing as iconic. They don't make anything as iconic as right, pale ale. Uh, I, you could argue even um, Lagunitas IPA or Stone IPA or any number of um, kind of more old school beers are are more. Hey, hey Dogfish Head 60 Minute. That might be the yes. most iconic beer they have at uh, fucking Sam Adams is, is that one.
0: Yep, I think you could be right there.
1: I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, Tony, if in five or ten years we see Dogfish Head get bought up by the weed company that was buying all those breweries. Something yeah. like that happens with them, yeah. right? They'll, they'll sell that one off for the cash or something like that. I doubt they'd just let Dogfish Head drag down with them because they'll sell it off for parts. They'll, somebody will see some benefit in that one, and the weed, the weed guys will buy it or something, like Sweetwater or whatever it was. Um, all right, Tony, you know I love a list. You know I can't pass up a list. Yep. Uh, So I had to go to the, Tony, the 25 cities with the most breweries per capita. Uh, You know I love shit like this. Uh, Why why do I love it? Unknown. Uh, I just think this shit's so funny. So let's run them down real fast. We're just going to speed through some of these. Actually, you know what? Let's just go to the top 10. We don't have to do all 25. We'll do the top 10.
0: Any honorable Uh, mentions outside that top 10?
1: Where, where is the top 10? Oh, I have to continue reading to do that. Okay. Any honorable mentions? Kansas City was 25th. Um, uh, uh, Indianapolis is 20th. Yep. Uh, enjoy. Uh, uh, Austin is 15th. And uh, Charlotte is 11th. I don't know. That's whatever. Um, and then the top 10... Tony, you know these ones. These are breweries per hundred thousand residents. Yep. Uh, C- Seattle's tenth at two point one six. Now we we've had some good beers in Seattle. C- oh, I've had some good beers in Seattle, so um, that that's believable to me. Now, uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh my God. Uh, number nine is Richmond, Virginia. That's where Vale, the Vale, and uh, the Answer are in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, home of all your various gloops, and there's a brewing facility for Stone there. There you go. Uh, so they're at 2.22 per 100K. Now, the next then you one get to Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, that shocked me too. I don't know if I even believe that. But um, They have 2.26. Uh, when I was in Park City, you couldn't find shit for that. Number seven is Buffalo. Yep. Um,
0: well, what else okay, are you going to do 3-1. in Buffalo? Other yeah, than it's, drink.
1: it's very cool. Very cold. Number six is Pittsburgh, 2.34. Um, yep. I, I would go to Pittsburgh. I think it sounds pretty nice. Uh, ooh, yeah, add. Um, <laughs> add number to- five. Hey, I'm going here. Number five is San Diego, 2.52. That's a big jump. Yep, um, that is. To San Diego. They have a lot of beer there.
0: But then we're starting to get into some rarefied air now.
1: Here's some new ones here. Yep. Number four is Louisville. Uh, I can only name one brewery in Louisville and that's against the grain. Um, but they're at 2.76. Number three is Milwaukee. Holy shit. They're up to 3.23. Tony, uh, 3.23 breweries per hundred thousand people. That's like every 30,000 people get their own brewery. That's pretty good. That is uh, in Milwaukee. Number two is Den- Denver, Denver, uh, 3.74. Uh, Denver is a great city for beer
0: for and sure. basketball teams. And then
1: number one, Tony, it's Portland. Speaking of <laughs> formerly great basketball teams, <laughs> uh, 4.38 per hundred thousand people uh, is true. Portland is a uh, got a shitload of breweries. It's, it's very, um, you can't, you can't, uh, uh, you can't, uh, I don't know. Shake a stick, throw a stick. I don't know without hitting a brewery. So there you go, Tony. That's the big ones. You know, I love a list. Can't get enough of that. Yep. Thank you to uh, and congrats to Portland for yet another a uh, huge dub in the world of brewing.
0: Absolutely shitty mayor, but
1: Chicago it, not even in the top twenty five.
0: <laughs> not really surprising once you get into like big areas like Chicago. It's yeah, the city is too big. Of, of yeah. Thirty thousand people. Hmm.
1: Or even 100,000 people. Like, I wonder if Vegas is even in the top 100.
0: Yeah, it would be in the top 100 these days. So, no. what, yeah, what's the metro maybe. population of Vegas?
1: About 2.3 million, something like that.
0: You'd have, what, 15 breweries?
1: Yeah, maybe 15, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's under one. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah you'd be in the top 100. Yeah, probably easy. in
1: the top 100, yeah, okay. Not in the top 20, but... No. All right, Tony. Let's, uh, let's start wrapping this thing up. Now, I have a game for us, though. Uh, uh, this is just a regular old untrapped game. We haven't done one of these in a while. Regular old style type untrapped game. But uh, I have a little twist to it. Not really. But uh, just a little theme to it. Tony, I got this Tavor shipment, and I realized I got some extremely old money, old school beers that we have not thought about in years. And I wanted to see how they rate. And if you can, uh, if you can take a gander at some of these beers, uh, or if you even remember them existing, uh, this is sort of an a untrapped olden times edition. Tony.
0: It's just reminded me. You spoke about what have I been up to? I've come up with a new beer name before we get into this game because we had an issue at the brewery. I don't know whether I spoke about this last week on the show, but there was an issue and I'm going to name the beer after a Simpsons episode. Okay. Did you want to take a guess? It's early Simpsons, so first 10 seasons. It's probably first five seasons and they had very White guest starring in it.
1: What type of beer is it?
0: I don't know. It's because of what's happened at the brewery. I just think it's a cool beer name.
1: A uh, 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 whacking day? Correct. Or, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, because we had the other day, um, you know, as you go into Mafco, there's a big rock pile. Um, yep. yep.
1: A couple of them felt like, but yeah.
0: yeah. Um, well, they had... Six snakes come out of that rock pile mm. the other day, and another three were found in the brewery itself.
1: So, God,
0: and, damn! Uh, so, so Jimmy, the, I
1: swear I thought I saw I saw a snake today in the wetlands, but not. We don't have the type and the count that you guys do.
0: Yeah. So Jimmy the brewer was getting around with a shovel, just whacking them with their heads.
1: Nice. And you see with some of those, one of those batons or whatever. Yeah. Um. All right, Tony. I got three. I got three sort of. Old school breweries. Well, two old. I, see, two of these beers are from the same brewery, but these beers are a throwback um, in a couple of ways. This first one, I absolutely love this whole setup of it. That this beer, Tony, I'm going to show you this label. I think you'll, I think you'll really like it. I do. This is from. Yep. This is from Hop and Frog. I don't know if you have any memory or knowledge of Hop and Frog. No. They're very. Um, kind of legendary in the high, high octane beer game, high gravity beer game. Uh, they made some of the, the good barrel age beer in the Midwest, some old school stuff. And this is called froggy claws. Uh, a take on Sammy claws, which is a ice type beer, I believe. Um, uh, yes, it's a doppelbach, uh, from Switzerland. And, uh, This beer comes in, Tony, this is the barrel-aged version. It comes in at 14.1%. This is from 2020. Uh, Great year. Um, It's a creamy Swiss-style celebration lager with a malty taste and aroma. Barrel-aging adds great flavors, creating more depth and a satisfying complexity. Froggy Claws is mellow and soothing, the perfect beer to settle down from a cold winter's nap. I'm very excited to drink this beer. Uh, doppel, uh, barley wine adjacent, I would barley call wine it, adjacent. Despite, being okay. lager. despite being a logger, Despite being a logger, it's barrel-aged Doppelbach. It check-ins? has 700, 739 check-ins, 14.1% for barrel-aged Ooh. Froggy Claws.
0: That's a big boy, um, barrel-aged. Even for barley wine, that, that's getting up there. I'm going to say 4.1%. See, I, w- I was correct this week rather than going five.
1: 4.26. Damn, Tony, you are calibrated right now. 4.28 for Froggy Claws. Uh, Tony, I'm pumped to drink this. Uh, this this scratched – when I saw this beer come up on Tavor, it scratched every one of my, like um, – uh, like, uh, and it, it released every one of my endorphins. I feel like at once I was like, Ooh, this is a based on a very old beer and is also from a brewery from a long time ago that I remember, yeah, uh, from the Midwest and everything uh, for making barrel age stuff. Hell yeah, I want this. And it comes, Tony, in this eight and a half ounce can. This can is only how many mils that is. I don't know, um,
0: 255 I or 250, 8.2 mils, uh, 8.2 ounces. Sorry.
1: It's uh, 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 it's uh 250 mils, yeah.
0: I called it. I even got that yeah, one yeah. right.
1: So a little 250 mil can. Do you guys have that?
0: Um, not so ah, much cool. in beer, but I think that's what a Bilson's is, is a 250 mil can. Different shape, of course, because they're the top, yeah, yeah. skinny ones. Oh, yeah, because
1: they're tall and skinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, here's another one for you, Tony. Now, this is a legend in the world of barley wine right here. This beer is called Mother of All Storms. It's by Pelican Brewing in Tillamook, Oregon. From the cheese. From Yeah, they have it is where the cheese is. Kelly and I tried to go there, and it was so crowded. You could, <laughs> it was like impossible. And, but the cheese is good. We can buy the cheese here and the ice cream. Um, this is also the home down the street, like around the corner. If you ever are in Tillamook, Oregon, and Lord willing, maybe you will. Uh, around the corner from Tillamook or from, um, sorry, from Pelican is Degard, this, the very famous sour brewery. So, uh, these two breweries are like hyper located next to each other. Anyways, mother of storm, mother of all storms is an English style barley wine aged in bourbon barrels. This is the 2023 edition. Uh, let me check out the, uh, sorry, I should, I should pull up the untapped, uh, All storms Uh, thing before I screw up here. There it is. Um, Someone just put in the description award-winning prize. I mean, that's (laughs) not cool. Don't put that there. Um, I can read the description for you. There are many storms out there, all of them perfect in their own way, but there is only one mother of all storms, and it only happens on the Oregon coast. Based on Storm Watchers Winterfest, our English-style barley wine, Mother of All Storms, spends a year aging in Kentucky bourbon barrels. Now at its peak, Mother of All Storms delivers deep flavors of toasted malt, bourbon, and oak. The finish rewards with whispers of vanilla, toffee, and caramel. We suggest you hunker down. This beer is best enjoyed with winds in excess of 60 miles an hour. Tony, this is like a... This was maybe one of the inspirations for the beers like uh, Straight jacket and stuff. This is an early, early days, modern English bourbon barrel aged barley wine. And yep. it comes in this cool bottle. It's a good, it's a great beer. Tony, the 2023 edition has merely 102 ratings. Um,
0: okay. I'm going to go, so you're saying this is a prototype, I'm going to go, little higher than the last beer, but we're not up into magic territory. We're only just in the four twos still. I'm going to go 4.29.
1: Geez, he's dialed in, gang. We can't mess this guy up. 4.31 <laughs> for Mother of All Storms. He's been two hundredths off on the first two. Dude, I'm so pumped for these beers. I'm so happy we're getting these old beers on tour. It's so good. Um <laughs> All right, last one I got for you. Uh, ooh. This is also from Hop and Frog. Um, Hop and Frog is very funny to me because uh, they um, they make some really gross beer also, <laughs> um, which I, I give them uh, some credit for. So this is Heaven Hill. But, um, uh, they try shit. I, I give them that. They will try shit. They, they made this Imperial Rattler that um, was so good. It was like an 8% Rattler, and it was just like, you you will die if you drink this. But then they were like, oh, we're going to make a 12% Rattler, and it stri- straight up fucking out, like out ethanol, like drinking gasoline. Um, just miserable to get involved with that stuff, but shout out to them. All right, so this is called Pentuple. A Barrel-aged Pentuple, aged in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. Uh, this new beer, st- beer style—sorry, this new beer style—is a Belgian-style Pentuple. It's just like a triple, that's somewhat hoppy, light in color, and has its signature fruity and complex char- character. But our Pentuple is supercharged for more flavor and ultimately more enjoyment. <laughs> and then this version was then put in Heaven Hill barrels. This is a Belgian triple, Tony. Except if you thought it was a Belgian triple, it will fool you by being fifteen point four percent.
0: give a bet
1: This one actually only has eighty three ratings. Uh, so this is a um, this is an old brewery that makes this type of crazy crap uh, with a new style. So only eighty three ratings on this fifteen point four percent. Each uh, in Heaven Hill barrels Tony, what do you think?
0: Do I go up or do I go down? That is the question that we have asked since time started I'm going to say we go up, be courageous and we go up we're creeping up this is this is like a Joe Biden economy like the inflation doesn't kill you straight away, but it's going to get you. Just ask <laughs> Alex Jones and Donald Trump. That's what got them. I'm going to go with 4.36.
1: I don't know how you did it, Tony. You were a collective six hundredths off for the whole game. 4.34 for the barrel Age pentuple. Tony, I don't know about you, but I really am excited to drink these beers. Uh, Yes. I, I think these are going to be some some highlights from the Tavor box in the midst of all my uh, myriad uh, Horace mistakes and uh, various sugar errors I've made uh, these. I think these are going to be some delightful, delightful beers to drink.
0: Yeah. uh, I can't wait to hear back your reports. And I'm guessing all of them will be more highly regarded than what they are on untapped. I know you, and I know what you think about these beer styles. I think you're going to rate them above the mean.
1: Yeah, I'm five-star in these, yeah. I, I think the Froggy Claws is going to be a highlight for me. I am very excited to open that up. So I think that's going to be a winner. All right, Tony, it's time to wrap it up. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find us, huh?
0: They can find us on Untapped. Um, Griff AD is that man checking in all that sweet old-school beerage. I'm St. Mo's on Untapped. Uh, you can also send us a donation at mm. uh, Kofi.
1: Um, is it Kofi or Kofi or? I think it's Did... Kofi. I think it's supposed to be co- coffee.
0: Oh, yep, like um, the former U.S. ambassador. Gotcha. That's what it was named after. But I... not the drink. Kofi, your it's name. Co-
1: it's co- it's Coney. For that, remember that whole thing, Coney, oh, 2020, 2020, 2020. What, what, right, yeah, whatever Twenty twelve, yeah. yeah, it's 2012,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's that, yeah, so it's ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast, you can send us an email, show at gmail.com, or Instagram, uh, we are beerenginepod on Instagram.
1: Uh-oh, his phone's going off, yep. oh no. I'll, I'll ring him back. All right.
0: The sales manager from Mefco.
1: Oh, he's got to draw his labels. All right, gang, lovely chatting with you. We will be off next week due to my uh, busy work travel schedule but back the following week, of course, where I will recap all the delicious IPA and random crap I drank. Until next time, farewell, everybody. Uh, Bye.